This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Material is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. episode of Material Is Your Business, recording here at the Jacob Javits Center at NRF, retail's big show. And I'm joined by my co-host, Samantha Cortez. Hola. And we are here today with David Marimon of Kachum. Hi, David. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. Thank you for joining us. This is Material Is Your Business a podcast covering the science, technology, and business of materials and manufacturing. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Powered by Sennheiser. Your hosts for this episode are Stephanie Benedetto and Samantha Cortez. So when we were walking around um, NRF and kind of looking at all of the amazing big thinkers that are here, the big name companies as well as the startups that are disrupting kind of this industry as a whole, we came upon your booth and was really fascinated by what I saw. You were literally able to, well, you have a few products, but what I was so interested, you're able to take a picture of something and it translates information and touch points into it about what you're seeing and what it is, even down to the kind of fabric it is, right? Correct, yeah. So how did you come up with this idea and how did you develop it? So, so the thing is we started um, seeing a pattern in e-commerce where there's a lot of data, a lot of, especially in marketplaces where they manage uh, more and more uh, products from different brands and those sellers have little time to produce the descriptions. And also the, the, the retailers who run their own online business, they also have to manually input all the descriptions of these garments. So we realized that we could do a better job more efficiently if we could take the pictures and train a system with artificial intelligence that could learn the different aspects that define a garment, such as the type of sleeves or the type of collar or neck, um, the type of, I don't know, finish of the trousers, and then be able to identify all of this at once just by looking at the image and producing those descriptions automatically. Wow. And, you know, I saw what, what I was so curious about. It's how you actually got it down. Now, is this something, because it's artificial intelligence, is this something that you learn kind of over time and the machine gets better and better and starts to learn more about things and it kind of corrects itself? Or is it you guys have kind of programmed and built and understand in the back end, no, when you see this, this is this kind of a color, this kind of a fiber, this kind of a cut, this kind of a hat? Yeah. So um, you have to think about artificial intelligence as a, as a kit that learns. So if you show a kit... Um, a dog, right? So the dog is passing by and you say dog, and the kid says dog. Then next time another dog passes, you say dog. So it starts to learn what a dog means from a visual perspective. Now, if you're good at it and you started to tell the breed of that dog, so you can translate the same to anything else. So artificial intelligence, it keeps on looking at samples and keeps on learning what it distinguishes. So if it is... Um, for the particular case of, of fashion, so what we, what we told the system is, look, you have all these um, vast amount of categories and attributes that you have to look at and keep on learning. So, of course, the first thing that we had to do is uh, gather a lot of data, a lot of images, tag them, and then train the system. 
and the system keeps on learning. Actually, what we do, because the product, the way it's shaped is, um, we offer this to a fashion e-commerce, and they can not only take what the system says, but also validate it. So artificial intelligence is not 100% bulletproof. Mm -hmm. So it still fails as a person would fail, right? So if you look at an image and you're very fast looking at it, you would describe it in a way that you may have some errors. So the system learns and it's getting better than humans, but still it can make mistakes. So by people looking at those images and correcting them, the system keeps on learning from its own mistakes and getting better and better. Well, you have to think about it as like a little baby. They won't learn in six months what you could learn all your life. So, I mean, I would imagine that artificial intelligence in 10 years is going to be way more developed than it is right now. Correct. Actually, probably in less than 10 years. Uh, the, 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 the trends say that, I don't know the exact data, but it will actually be faster at learning and it will surpass the capabilities of humans in terms of this kind of things of distinguishing patterns and distinguishing and being, being able to label things by, by what they are. Terminator, machines will rule. So, And I know some of the problems and challenges that I found interesting that we were talking about, about artificial intelligence in general, is you are ascribing certain characteristics to and traits to a certain definition and things like maybe it thinks of this, you know, a jacket as leather, but it's actually a new leather alternative that just came on the market. And, you know, it, it takes time to obviously understand but as you just said, I guess things are speeding up and getting quicker and better. Maybe it will start to learn quicker and better, the newer newer things that are out there. I, I guess the more people using this, arguably, the better it becomes too. Co correct. But still, if something is, I don't know, seasonal and it, the, the system never saw it before, it will still have to learn it. So the same way people start to name something, um, I don't know, a new type of shoes with a certain name, that name will have to start appearing more and more and have more samples for the system to learn it. And so with just a sample, the system will automatically say, I, I don't have enough of that to know how to name it. Right. And just kind of putting aside artificial intelligence for a second, that's not the only thing that your company does. And what I thought also was so cool, we literally saw a static page of an advertisement, but when you hovered this iPad over it, suddenly you know, it became animated, three-dimensional, and this whole content story from, from a little piece of paper. It, that's something else you guys offer, and why and how did you start doing that? So actually, this is what we call augmented reality, and it came actually earlier in like what we are offering um, uh, as a company. Um, so augmented reality, if you want, is a visualization tool. So it's about being able to see some data that the, the paper, the brochure, doesn't allow you because it's static. So it brings up a new display. And taking advantage of the fact that more and more devices and especially smartphones are present for everyone, we can send this data to the device and then help them experience the product for us. The point is that they can have a similar experience as if, if they were at the shop where they can try the product and see it in three-dimensional space allows them to see it from different angles, um, maybe even change the specs so you can go browsing through the catalog faster, say you, you want to change the, the color or the, or the details. Mm -hmm. that, that kind of things, once you're in the digital world, you can do it. And augmented reality is a perfect tool for visualization. Oh, there is so much I want to unpack in that, especially at the materials level. Let's get back to it right after this.
The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MouthMediaSen, that's MouthMedia, S-E-N-N, at checkout. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. And hear all of our episodes on MaterialIsYourBusiness.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. And we're back with David from Kachum talking about augmented reality. And I was really excited because we were getting into taking a static image and visualizing it in a new way, bringing it into three dimensions and bringing it to life. And when it comes to materials, one of the hardest things I know is you're looking at a picture or something, right? And Samantha and I always talk about this. We're looking at a magazine and it's like you can't feel it. You can't touch it. And so much of buying a product or understanding, you know, something we want is, is that experience. And so what you're offering and being able to then see that fabric, how it drapes, how it shapes, how it walks a runway or, you know, another, giving it more context is so, such powerful storytelling and branding. A new dimension without meditation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's probably a really valuable content and branding and storytelling, um, which obviously is so much of how products these days need to differentiate themselves is that branding and storytelling for, is that something you guys create? Do you work with brands and they provide that and then you provide the delivery? How does this fit into kind of your guys, what you're trying to do? Yeah. This? So, so it depends on, on, on the retailer or the brand. Some have already some material, Typically, there's a lot of material in the online store that tells a story. So it tells, I don't know, how it was created, where it was created, whether there's a fair, fair trade in the um, whole path of the, of the product. And this material is sitting on the online wall, but it doesn't ever connect to the physical wall. So what we're doing with augmented reality on printed catalogs, advertisements, etc., is making that connection so that consumers can engage with that co uh, content that is sitting on the website. Now, with other um, customers that don't have that kind of material, of course, we either engage with a third-party agency that can build that material for them, or um, we develop it ourselves, depending on the complexity of the how engaging they want the activity. Because some customers, you have to think that they want something that is like a full-blown game almost. So it's very entertaining, very detailed. And others, um, what they want is to deliver a video that shows the, the, um, the story. And they have already produced that video, so it's about making the connection. So this is something that when you do, when the the camera hits the image, there's a a hidden, just a hidden code that will detect another image. Is that? I'm just curious how the technology. I'm doing. And, and, Are we getting into the secret it, sauce that you can't <laughs> share? No, no, no. There's there's enough public research out there on computer yeah, vision. Um, um, no. So what what we do is we use the pattern itself. Um, it has to be unique, and it, it it shouldn't look like a chessboard if you want, but something that is appealing for the user. So the same ad that you would use in a magazine, that's already useful for what we call tracking which is what allows the, the, the cell phone to know where it is with respect to the 
material with the co physical collateral, and then it can augment it, and then it can overlay something that looks real. At the end of the day, augmented reality, what it tries to make is that illusion that that 3D object is there um, with the same illumination as where you are, with the uh, same reflections, etc. We're not quite there yet, um, but that's where it's going. So I know when we first met you and we detect an accent, your business is based in Spain, right? And obviously you're here in New York at NRF. What does it mean to your business to be here and why, why be here? What are you guys looking for and what are you trying to, to, to bring to the table differently than others? So this is our second year here at the NRF. Um, we have a U.S. subsidiary, so at doing about 25% of the business. So what we're trying to do is build further the business of the subsidiary. Um, NRF in particular for us is very interesting because of the um, large uh, amount of retailers attending. Um, so at other shows, maybe the more tech, tech shows, there's a lot of integrators um, that are maybe not as interesting for us as what we find here, which is retailers with specific problems, uh, looking for specific vendors, um, and uh, the conversation is much more engaging. We can learn about their problems, we can learn about what specific needs they have. So what we bring, um, different from other, other vendors out there, I think that, um, first of all, we have a very pragmatic approach and honest. So what we offer, what we can do, we will offer it. Uh, we will not oversell something uh, based on, on, on some dream. Um, so the things that we, uh, technology-wise, uh, technology is um, our image recognition has powered more than 750 million interactions to date. Congratulations. We power um, applications like Shazam uh, for visual recognition. Um, we are out there in a number of applications for consumers on the grocery space, also helping sales assistants engage with the products and help consumers at the shops. So there's a number of things that we do differently than others, um, very specifically on um, recogni recognition of objects. Um, so this is something that we have been doing for the past six years, and we are quite different than others in terms of scalability and, and reach. As you're looking at kind of the general industry at large of augmented reality and artificial intelligence, any comments on kind of the industry where it is today and where you see it going or maybe with respect to obviously you're here in New York and the U.S. but based in Spain, different customer tastes in parts of the world and what this data can do. Any kind of vision or dream for what this technology can power in the future? Mm. Uh, so I, I, I just said that we, are, we have a very pragmatic approach, and I think that, um, so I've been at a number of, of retail shows in the last 12 months, and artificial intelligence and augmented reality commerce buzzwords a lot, mm -hmm. uh, but there are a lot of implementations of artificial intelligence, and what, what we have as vendors to look after is uh, use cases and solutions for real problems. So in our case, the application of artificial intelligence is we want to cut costs, we want to increase sales. And this is very uh, tangible for them. It's something that you can measure. The technology itself, um, per se, it's still a buzzword. But if it doesn't fit a purpose and it doesn't help to complete the job, um, then it's not useful. So I think that in the future, we'll be seeing more tangible implementations of these kind of technologies. So for companies and brands that are thinking about or that hear the buzzword and they're interested in how this can power what they're doing or improve it, is it better that they come to a company like you and have a very specific idea of what they want to me measure and trace it and then what 
solutions they can make based on what they're seeing and what they want to improve? Or do they come to you and they say, we, we've heard these buzzwords, we, want to, we know we need to use it, we know we want to use it, what do we do? So we're definitely in an education stage. So we still receive a lot of inquiries like, hey, we've heard of this, what can we do? How can we implement it? Now, um, what comes after matters a lot. So running a pilot is one thing, but after the pilot, what you, what you want is for their business to be more successful and for our business as vendors as well. So uh, measuring the output of a pilot, um, having the right budget to market it, if it's a consumer facing um, a pilot is important. So I think that rather than uh, implementing it just from an innovation perspective, um, uh, think about how it will drive more business and think about ways to measure it even before you start. So um, these are, so augmented reality in particular, there, there has been a lot of implementations that were gimmicky. They were mm -hmm. not driven mm -hmm. by a more successful business. Um, so we have to walk away from that and we have to deliver something that is useful for the consumer that they can engage and they can repeat the experience because it's valuable for them. So in Spain, there's a very big mess um, retailers, and I don't want to advertise anybody, but do you have any of them as your customers? Um, yes, we work with a company called Privalia, which is part of Vente Privé, which is uh, mm -hmm. one of the largest flash sales sites um, in Europe. And um, in particular for them, we are helping cut costs. So their production unit has uh, several people working on this, so they can now be more efficient thanks to our in artificial intelligence solution. So for a brand, maybe even a smaller brand that's looking to start in this space, are there things that they can start thinking about and doing that maybe isn't such a huge overhaul of their, you know, all the data that they should be collecting? Are there small places and things they should focus on? Maybe augmented reality comes later because it requires more complex content that they need to create or what would be the, the places to start thinking about this? So... So I, I guess the first thing is whether they have a mobile strategy or not. Um, and even if they are very small, they, they will have to think whether their consumers are going to access their online business, for instance, primarily on mobile. Um, if that's the case, um, they can see the conversion as something that happens as a starting from the camera. So in terms of trends, I think that there is more and more search via the camera. Uh, and we are seeing the big ones uh, also playing a role in that. So I think that even a small business should think about if they can um, let consumers buy directly by snapping a picture of a product um, as, a, as a mechanism to drive their sales instead of um, making it very complex to navigate through their catalog, for instance. Yep, makes sense. Um, any kind of final message, thought that you want to leave our, our listeners with? Anything that resonates with you maybe about your experience in working in the company, the industry at large? Any words of wisdom? Uh, well, I'll definitely want to hear more about your needs out there. Uh, I think that we all as vendors are, are eager and hungry for uh, helping you as retailers and brands to do what you do best. Um, with our technology. So if you want to reach out to me, uh, my email is david at um, and I'm more than happy to, to help you with that. Thank you so much, David, for joining us. We appreciate your being able to leave your booth and want to respect your time. Um, and for Samantha Cortez. Adios. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Stephanie Benedetto. Go change the world, everyone. Back soon on Material Is Your Business. 
This has been Material Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at materialisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, materialisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.